0: You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 937 the ticket and theticketfm.com Back here on The Happy Hour 937 the ticket ticketfm.com Nick Saner Enrique Alvarez Clary with you we are now joined on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, as we are every Wednesday. By we're with Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Aaron, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. We're we're hanging in there after I'm Saturday. sad, Aaron. Yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and start. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. It
1: just that was like the best reaction.
0: <laughs> let's let's go ahead and start with the general question. Then, what was going through your head after after the disappointing game on Saturday?
1: Well, I was first and foremost, really upset with Minnesota. The one thing I could rely on over these last, after the last two times I've been in Minnesota and things have not gone well, there's at least been dilly bars in the press box. There were none this year. So I was pretty disappointed, but I know I was just like, added insult to injury. The nerve! Um, Yeah. The absolute nerve. How dare they? No, you know, it kind of kept, it's, sounds cliche to say this but because because Scott Frost said it against Illinois I kept thinking of that line where I'm like I've seen this movie before I have Mm -hmm. seen this exact movie in Minneapolis just like this before just different weather and it just was hard to believe because Nebraska really truly plays to the level of its opponent and I understand going into this game that there was concern about you know eight straight weeks of and it wasn't just eight straight weeks of games. It's the fall camp that precedes that. And Nebraska obviously started early with the week zero and then has had a grind of a schedule. But this is a schedule that Scott Frost wanted. They, they could have had an early bye week early, early in the season, and they opted to change that one for recruiting and two um, because it just was not conducive to have that late game and like that the game that was originally scheduled late in the year. So you kind of get to that point and it's like, yeah, whatever it was, lack of juice, they were tired, whatever the case was, it was just sort of bewildering. I I feel like that was like the word. I was just bewildered. And honestly, like another good word, befuddled.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity as we do every Wednesday. I guess let's talk about that schedule for a moment because they had those those good games or good performances, I should say, against the top ten opponents, whether it be Oklahoma, Michigan State, Michigan. And it was a little detail every single time that kind of hurt them in the end. How much are you able to take away from those performances now that they've went out? and they've? It was pretty disappointing on Saturday because we kind of all felt like Nebraska was turning a corner. And then poof.
1: Yeah. For sure. No, you're right. Like, people really use, you know, Oklahoma and even Michigan, all of these. Like, I know, like, the thing that we've heard a lot of is no moral victories. But to a degree, people are like, but, you know, you're, you're talking like if one six inches, like if something could have gone just a little bit different this way or that way, it's the difference of a win or a loss for Nebraska. And I don't think you can discredit that. I don't think you can take away from those things. I I think what mid Minnesota probably solidified for me is what we saw against Illinois, which is a team that is just, it's, it's very fragile. It's very easy for it to go. It, it's, it- that graphic on Saturday, that uh, roller coaster graphic, was wild. Yeah, uh, it was perfect. It, oh, that's it, funny. It does feel like a roller coaster to a degree, and it just feels like Nebraska when it's in a valley is in a valley. When it's in a peak on a peak, it just like can't stay there, and just kind of like it, it. just, you know, I like I said, I don't think you can take away from those other games necessarily. There was good to be had there, but if you cannot make it matter in the games that you should win, you kind of have a hard time looking at those and feeling like were you all that close to begin with or did you just have a really good day and a really good game plan? And if that was the case, why couldn't you have done that on Saturday?
0: Yeah, let's talk about Adrian Martinez for a moment because I kind of made the comment on Monday. Obviously, Monday was a pretty sad day here at the station, but um, I kind of made the comment about how it would be nice if Adrian didn't have to play at an all-conference level every single game for Nebraska to compete in a Big Ten game. Do you feel like there's some validity with that? Or or do you feel like it's okay that Adrian has to be a, a Heisman, per, have a Heisman performance for Nebraska to even compete?
1: You know, I think Adrian has fought exceptionally hard through his career at Nebraska. I still, despite this Minnesota game, I, I believe he has had one of the best seasons yeah. of his career The issue that we've run into, and we've talked about it Wednesdays prior to now, is that it's hard for me to put everything on him when not everything around him is working as well. I mean, it's just even simple things like when he's going to hand the ball to a running back and that running back didn't really, like there was a miscommunication. Like these are just little things that they break down, but then you start to look at what happened against Minnesota, and obviously now we know Scott Frost confirmed suspicion that he wasn't 100 percent. they yeah. weren't able to do some of the things the quarterback run stuff but I even thought you know yeah the option looked a little wonky against Minnesota he wasn't able to run and scramble like he normally does but even watching him throw he he was clearly favoring like he was he was definitely a little bit more cautious even in how he throws And I think that was why you were seeing some balls just like even even like even if you want to point to examples in the past games where you're like, well, he overthrew that or did this. This is almost different than that. It felt Mm -hmm. different. It felt like he was struggling to kind of find his footing and to really get himself grounded. And then you start to have the questions of is that the best solution is to play that you know, you're starting quarterback, if he's not hundred percent, what, what does that say about the backup situation? And they did bring a fourth quarterback yeah. to Minnesota on, on Saturday. So there's a lot of questions and uh, Frost, you know, was asked about it today and he kind of, you know, just said that there'll be things that he can talk about in the future, but left it sort of at that. I mean, what's specifically going on maybe we'll never know, or maybe we'll all sit down and have a chat about it one day.
0: How, I guess, how do you feel about, how do you think they feel about the backup quarterbacks?
1: You know, for myself, like, I kept going into this season thinking if you can get some games like Northwestern or some of the non-conference games early in the season, or even in my thought, maybe this potential, like potentially Minnesota. Yeah. If you could get some of your backups in just for the experience, you need it. Because at some point, Adrian Martinez is going to graduate from this program and depart. So you don't want to walk into a season with a with a quarterback who's never seen anything on the field. And from what we've seen, Logan has done a nice job. I know that there's been some concerns about maybe his passing and still needing to work on his work on his arm and his passing. But like from what we've seen, he he handled it just fine. So then you start to wonder like, is it a playbook thing? Do they not feel comfortable with the knowledge of the playbook? Uh, it it, it just you it starts to bring up more questions than I think you know, even Scott Frost is probably comfortable answering. And it just, if that is, if you're health, if your starting quarterback who's not a hundred percent healthy is your best option, it just does start to make people curious. What does that mean? If Logan Smothers goes in or Matt master or Heinrich Harburg, like it just starts to make you wonder like what exactly is going on there that is causing such hesitancy not to play somebody else.
2: We're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Aaron, speaking of 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 backups and 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 the roster, Connor Culp has been struggling these la- the you know this this season, and people have been calling for his head, and and Frost and company have stuck by him, and he's hit a couple big kicks here and there, but. Overall he he hasn't had the same season that he had last year when he was named Big 10 kicker of the year. Is there a hesitancy to take him out and maybe see if they can get his head right or are they just trying to leave him in there to to kick his way out of out of the situation that he finds himself in?
1: You know, that's a great question. I just first and foremost, I, there is somebody who's going to be hearing me say this and they're going to roll their eyes into that person like I I understand. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, I have to give Connor Colt credit. He has he has every single week face the media after a game, good or bad. And it's almost like heartbreaking to watch him like do that. But he clearly, it means something to him to show up and be like to own what, whatever happens. Mm -hmm. So you got to give him credit for that, that he's at least willing to like face this. He understands the, like, just the significance of what has happened with him. You know, I, I, I don't know, I guess, maybe the reasoning for it, if there's something that's going on with him. And I don't I I hate to use this specific word, especially if anyone's a Ted Lasso fan. But like if there's a case of the yips or there's something going on that is like creating this uh, just hesitancy with him where he's not performing at the level that he has in the past. I, I guess I don't know the answer if it's better to take him out or if it's better to let him pay, play through it. I know he's been seen a sports psychologist and has, and has talked about, you know, kind of what he's had to battle through this season. But I, I guess like, I I don't know. That's, that's a great question. And one almost like, I want to sit and ask a sports psychologist about like, what do you do? But The question then becomes, too, does Nebraska not have somebody that they can put in and feel comfortable with to make those kickers? I know Mm -hmm. I've had people bring up, what about the kicker from Iowa Western? What about this person? And the answer is I just don't know because we haven't been given any indication as to why Mm -hmm. somebody else is or isn't playing.
0: I guess that will tie in with, with my next question here regarding the red zone offense because what would your reaction be if I told you, Aaron, that out of 107 snaps inside the red zone, Nebraska's ran the ball 91 times?
1: Uh, I mean, I I I believe you because we yeah. actually uh, did a lot of discussion on this uh, with the Hill varsity staff and have put mm. together uh, stories on this exact uh, thing because it is um, – the red zone offense is continuing to be perplexing. And, um, I mean, I, I, I think, like, kind of it just encapsulates in that moment that, like, you know, you're always like six inches away. And like, mm-hmm. you can believe like if this one little thing would have gone differently, it would have worked. But like, I just, I, I, I guess like I'm kind of at a loss and um, I understand I'm not game planning and I understand that I'm not the person that's sitting there looking at the film and determining what makes the most sense. But Nebraska is one of the worst teams in the red zone in the country. Um, there there's got to be something that has to be answered for that right like yeah. I, th- this this offense like wh- why <laughs> I, well, I think there's i think there's a lot of people kind of grasp with like trying to understand these things and when you do ask um you kind of get met with like well this is what we you know we game plan for but this one little thing didn't go the way we wanted to or this look didn't end up being what we thought it would be and it mm-hmm. just kind of starts to become like what what is the answer then? I. Well, I hope I show how flabbergasted. I'm using a lot of good words. Today, yeah, no, that I think another one. I think Nebr-
0: yeah, Nebraska <laughs> fans are kind of all in that same boat. That everybody's just kind of perplexed on why it's not working and why it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like they're changing things to to at least try and get it to work. I guess in terms of of rushing inside the red zone, there there's a couple ways you can look at it. One of them, do you? I don't think this is it necessarily. How do you feel about the the narrative that they don't trust Adrian to throw the ball in the red zone?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if I think that I just kind of wonder, see, this all compounds for me. Yeah. Like, I don't just look at it as like, is is Adrie- is like is it just Adrian that's creating like whatever? Like I think that's too almost simplistic and maybe, maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe it is that simple, but I start to think of like, what are they afraid of the offensive line not being able to do? Mm-hmm. What are they afraid that the offensive line is not going to be able to like, or is the production not going to be there? Um, are they afraid that the that he's not going to sync up with the receivers? Now I don't know if I believe that because, especially with some of those tight end, tight ends like with Austin exactly. Allen, I would assume that you could make something happen with him. It seems like one they've got a good they've got a good connection going with one another, and Austin's got the size to really dominate in a red zone. So like, I I don't know, and so part of me is like maybe it is as simple as like they don't trust Adrian to throw, but I think it's probably even bigger than that. Maybe it comes down to like you to a degree don't trust Adrian, but maybe then you also aren't trusting your offensive line. Maybe there's mm-hmm. this other piece and like that's the stuff where it starts to get even more dicey because I, I don't have the answer and you'd almost have to give truth serum to somebody to like give you the like real understanding of like, what is the decision-making that's happening there? Because it it's, it's not the red zone situation is, is an alarming piece yeah. of the puzzle right now.
2: We're speaking with Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Enough sadness, we're going to get happy a little bit. <laughs> volleyball plays Iowa tonight. Maddie Kubik, two-time back-to-back uh, Big Ten Player of the Week. Lexi Rodriguez, two-time Freshman of the Week. Uh, this volleyball team is on a tear, currently winning eight straight, but we haven't seen Kayla Caffey in the last two. Um, what do you expect to see out of this volleyball team tonight?
1: Well, first and foremost, like what a what a heck of a like turn for mm-hmm. Maddie Kubick. That is somebody where like John Cook, when he challenged them at the beginning of the year to really step up, um, she is somebody who has obviously taken that challenge and run with it. I really think that this team is finding its groove. Uh <laughs> Coach Cook called it, like, them being, like, an Indy car. They have to fine-tune things. And we obviously know that's a big part of non-conference for Nebraska Volleyball is utilizing those first games of a season to figure itself out, to fine-tune things. And uh, they're getting better every single week. And, like, for people that had been maybe frustrated with how Nicklin Hames was setting, her sets are becoming better. As you can tell, she's starting to trust more and more of like what her hitters need from her, uh, what they want, and so like you're seeing just an overall team just kind of finding its its groove with one another. And I like they call it they call it, have called it like they're finding their flow. Um, obviously, getting Kathy back would be a big deal. She has um her like her just kills are when she gets one like they're terrifying. She puts a hole um, in the so, court. Like, It'll be great to see her back when she's able to return. But, I mean, right now, this team is just – this team is grooving. And if they can keep that up, uh, the, it just feels good, uh, the direction they're going in the Big Ten right now.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. They're definitely finding their, their groove there um, under John Cook. All right, Aaron, we appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the, the weekend off of Husker football, and uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday.
1: Thank you. Yes. Uh, we'll maybe have more answers by next one. Yeah, well,
0: let's let's hope, Aaron.
2: Appreciate <laughs> the time. Let's try and not be sad. <laughs> we'll,
0: talk right, we'll talk to you later.
1: will talk to you
0: later. That is Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity joining us every Wednesday as she does. Let's take a break. Uh, we're a couple minutes behind schedule. We'll wrap it up next on the happy hour.